are thinking especially of the fifth command to honor our father and mother. People of God, as we gather here, do you remember when uh, Family Day weekend is? Family Day weekend, we always have that in February. They added that in as a special day. We have Mother's Day in May. We have Family Day in February. So this past year, February 17, 2014, was Family Day. And I wonder if you think back, what, what did you do on that Monday? It was a holiday Monday, right? Family Day. And so, yeah, maybe you did something as a family. That would, would make some sense, right? To do something as a family. Go out skating or sledding or build a snowman or a snow fort. Or, or was it just a regular work day? I, I think I looked back in my schedule and, and actually I, I just worked on that day. I, was, I, I like to get started generally on Monday and, and do some study and some sermon work. And so, yeah, well, go ahead, right? Just do some work. I heard someone interview uh, people about their different things and, and, and family day kind of things, and they either worked or else worked around the house without really anything special in terms of family. It was, it was a day off, it was good, but, but just more of the things getting done around the house and not really anything special with family or so. Everybody just kind of scattered and did their own thing. So, so the sense too, even when the government gives us a, a chance to come together as family, it's, it's hard. It's, it's not so simple to do. We get permission to prioritize family on a special day, but there's other things, other priorities. And so that reality is evident in our experience, I think. If, if I were to compare, say, uh, the government gives us permission on a particular day to prioritize family, but I, I would suggest on the whole, our work doesn't. Not really, right? Work work doesn't give us that permission. Work is always a priority, and family can wait. And, and there is a sense, that's right, we, we do our work, and, and yeah, we are called to it and, and stuff, but it, it can really start to take over where you're working late again. You're working weekends again. You're working overtime. And well, that's all fine because that's work. And that's the priority. And so work comes before family in our culture. There's also the sense that we often don't give ourselves permission to prioritize family, that, that we feel we don't have time to do things with spouse and children because, yeah, there are things to do around the house. There are things to do that we would like to do. And so, 
just personally, we're either fixing or cleaning or we're, we're enjoying some sports or something, yeah, more individual. And, and, and family is just not there right away. So the personal priorities. And then you do hear it a little more now, family functions. Are they a priority or not? So there's a birthday somewhere. Well, yeah, but I had plans to do a little something here. And so, yeah, I can't make it. Or there's an anniversary, and if it's big, maybe, but if it's not, hmm. And, and yeah, maybe just send an e-card. Not really the priority that, that it could be, that it should be. It, it starts to be less and less. The fifth command, God gives us permission to prioritize family. And really, in, in an anti-family society, there is a, a, a real sense family is under attack. And so God gives us permission to prioritize family. And that's a beautiful, important thing that we need to hear again and, and respond to. Why? Why should we prioritize family? God has given us a family, and that's a very special gift. And God knows that we need a family, our biological family. It says in Genesis 2, it's not good to be alone. That sense of individualism. The family is that biological bond, that context that we live in of support and encouragement and that sense of being there for each other. Now, families do pull together in the hard times, no doubt. But even more generally, just to be a family together, what a rich blessing. In the Ten Commandments, the call to honor parents means honoring God who places us in our family context. God, God has a place and a purpose for us there within our, our immediate family, of course, and then somewhat too, the extended family. That's all a place where we are called to be and to be part of that group. So first of all, we can thank God that he has given us the family we have and that sense of children as a gift from the Lord, but also parents as a gift to children that God puts families together in his wisdom. That's a wonderful central point, starting with marriage, bringing couples together in love, as it says here in Ephesians 5, that sense of mutual submission out of reverence for Christ. That's why verse 21, years ago, verse 21 was not included in, in, in the break would be at verse 22 and following. And verse 21 wasn't uh, wasn't thought to be part of that section, but it's a mutual submission, verse 21, out of reverence for Christ, so seeing a God-centered, Christ-centered coming together, and then to see, too, just the conception and birth of children is, is God's working out his plan. And so sometimes uh, a child will say, yeah, if, if things are running a little stuck, you know, I, I never picked you as my parents, you know, you are. So there'll be a, a little bit of tension there. And so, no, that's right. The child never picked the parents. God did. 
God did. So it's good. And some parents feel sometimes too that, that they cannot do anything with a particular child. There's, there's a sense of they're, they're just not connecting or it's, just, it's, it's somewhat difficult and, and they wonder too, God, what, what's going on? And the sense of, again, God knows. God has placed you as parents over your children. You are the best suited to raise them. To raise them, especially to come and know the Lord. So that, that sense of honoring parents is to honor God who made you a family. More than that, God, God gives three very specific, uh, God, God gives a very specific command. Honor your father and mother. Exodus 20 verse 12, quoted here in Ephesians 6 verse 2. I want to look at that command it, it is actually a very unusual command. It is, it is, first of all, unusual. It's directed to the children. So God commands the children. Very unusual. And then the sense of honor is actually an unusual concept. To honor is, is in this particular. And then it also that reward at the end. Uh, a, a command with a promise so that it will go well with you is also unusual. So first of all, why, why is this directed to children? Why doesn't the command simply affirm parents? Somewhat like the first four commands. The first four commands affirm God. And so with parents, it, it could say too, you shall have no other parents. And that would maybe be in line with sometimes uh, kids, teenagers say, oh, so-and-so's parent lets them do this. Why can't I do it? And you could hit the law. You shall have no other parents. We are your parents. We decide. doesn't matter what they do. But there is, there is no law like that. You shall have no other parents. And there isn't a law that says either, you shall not idolize other kids. Look what they have. Look what they're doing. So a command to the kids. You shall not idolize other kids. Or you shall not misuse the name of your parents. Or you shall give them some of your time. Nice number of laws could be written. But it's not that way. Paralleling the first four commands. The reason is. Parents are not God to their children. God gets the honor. God is central. And parents, parents are to point their children to God. So we see clearly, even in the catechism, the sense of, of parents with their failings, Lord's Day 39 that the children are asked to be patient with the failings of the parents. The command expects not perfect parenting and then to be honored because such perfect parenting. But only God is worthy of honor. And as the parents point the children to God, then the sense of God who has made them their parents, it, it grows in honor that way. That's where the honor lies. 
Parents have their struggles, definitely. And the command is not to honor parents because they're perfect, because they're the best, because they're the most honorable, but because they take their call before God seriously to honor God, and in that, they seek to bring their children to know God and to know his gift of family, of parents and children. So that sense of, of the command to the children is, is that sense of seeing the love of God at work, even as they, they see that blessing of family and of parents. And then the sense of, of going forward and seeing the faith in parents. That's the most beautiful thing. And we're looking at that now a little bit in the profession of faith class. And those who are, are writing their testimonies are, are writing down how God spoke into their lives. And, and, and they, they see in God's gift of, of faithful parents. What a blessing. And then the honor of God is flowing into honoring those parents. And that's, that's what's in mind here as the command is expressed. Why does it actually use the word honor? The word honor in regard to family is, is often taken in, in, in other areas in terms of fear, uh, a fearful honor. And those realities in the Old Testament, especially uh, where you see uh, Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, you have a, a sense of of the, the father yielded un, unwavering power in that sense. He was the ultimate power and authority. And there is a sense, absolutely, parents have authority from God. But Ephesians 6 verse 4, parents do not exasperate your children. So that gets used always again for the knowledge of God, for the fear of God, for instilling in the family the centrality and the place of God. And so that work of serving God together is central to the family unit, prioritizing the family, working together as a family under God, helping each other, forgiving each other, being gracious to each other. As God helps, God forgives, God is gracious to us. That's the model that the Bible presents. Finally, there is the promise of long life as a reward or as a logical consequence. This, this sense of promise uh, taken as a reward, it, it fits into our experience in, in almost in a sense of, of a bribe, to, to bribe people to do it. And, and there is a, a sense in terms of, of parents and, and kids, sometimes the, the relationship does resort to bribery, where, where parents will say to a child, yeah, you do this, and if you do this, then we'll go to a movie sometime, or we'll I'll give you a little reward, like bribing them. So is, is that what God is doing here? Kids, honor your parents uh, so that it may go well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. That's not what's going on here. 
the reality is that sometimes in a broken world, parents and kids can can get disconnected and and that sense of of bribing and and just always needing to offer reward and things can enter in too much often. But here, the sense is very much of consequences of of simply, more generally, statement of fact. If, If there is the honor, if there is the respect, then just obviously there will be uh, better consequences. Parents who say to children, uh, be careful about the company you keep. Don't hang around with people who are, are maybe involved with drugs and things. Then the consequences of honoring and obeying parents is a better outcome, a better result for yourself, a better going forward as a child. It will go better for you if you follow the way that your parents are pointing and the way your parents are pointing is a godly way. So of course it will go better for you if, if you follow God's way, God's will. That's the way to blessing and life. So that's the picture here. As God is at the center, as parents are, live before God, living their faith, and bring that to their children, then that benefit will go to the children, and they will grow in faith and be blessed as they follow in the way of the Lord. So that promise is what is in view here, and even a longer view. It mentions here that you may enjoy long life on earth, and because, yeah, long life on earth is good, a blessing of the Lord. But also in view here, in terms of God who had plans for your life, plans for your family, plans for your salvation. And so there's even unto eternal life. If you follow God, if you believe in Jesus, your life is long. It becomes eternal life in heaven with God. And that's a beautiful promise, the promise of faith, the hope that we have. So parents and families who follow Jesus know that he is the way and the truth and the life. And honoring him together is the most blessed way to live. So the call to honor father and mother is permission to see God at the center and that as we go forward, prioritizing God, and then prioritizing him in our families, we will be blessed. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your gracious love to us and for the gift of family, and we pray for parents and wisdom to raise children to come to know you. We think, too, of children, too, to be obedient and to be also open to you.